Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Byron Rogers here, and I've got a guest today that uh, I'm, I'm always excited about our guests, but I, I really like that we're moving into some other things, kind of um, industry, but outside of the industry a little bit. Um, Michael Julian is here to join us. How are you doing today, Michael? Doing well. Thank you, Byron. Awesome, man. It's an honor to have you here on the show. Um, I was honored to meet Michael for the first time at our close protection conference uh, that just passed. And um, I just, I genuinely believe that he's got a lot of good things to contribute to the, to the podcast and um, with, with regards to protection and, you know, all the things you've done, man. So it's an honor to have you here. Thank you. Awesome. So just a little background. I am going to, read this bio you've got up here ladies and gentlemen i know you've realized by now i'm a good dude but i read like a grunt i'm a marine corps <laughs> infantry marine and you know i'm finishing my master's but i still read like a grunt all right so background michael jillian has worked in the investigations and security profession since 1985 that's the year i was born uh when he began his career working as a surveillance investigator in National Business Investigations Incorporated. He's a longtime member of multiple national and international PI and security associations, including the California Association of Licensed Investigators, um, of which he was president for two years. He is a graduate of Executive Protection Institute, studied surveillance detection and covert protection at Executive Security International, and has certificates in behavioral threat assessment and active shooter surveillance training. His company, founded by his father in 1967, has provided executive and asset protection services to corporate executives uh, celebrities, national and man-made disaster victims and people at risk and investigative services to corporate and private sector for five decades. He is a certified personal protection specialist, is a certified professional investigator, and is one of less than 50 certified security professionals in California. Michael created the ALIVE, that's an acronym, Active Shooter Surveillance Program, which uh, he teaches throughout the U.S. and wrote the book, 10 Minutes to Live, Surviving an Active Shooter Using the ALIVE uh, Process, which is sold worldwide. So, boom. Lots of stuff in there. That's a lot, man. It's a lot. That's a lot. So, you know... Man, there's so much we could talk about, but one of the things me and you touched on, you know, and it, it sounds like you have quite a quite a bit of experience with regards to business, um, taking over your father's business uh, and things like that. Um, you know, we were talking about ethics and things like, you know, really, because in the private security industry, there's, you know, there's a lot that goes on with this topic. And so... I wanted to bring you on to touch on it just, um, you know, with regards to business ethics, um, what do you consider good ethics, bad ethics? Where would you start there? Well, <clears throat> I'll start where it began for me. Uh, my father obviously instilled a lot of the morals and ethics and codes by which I run my business and really live my life. Um, he was an incredibly loyal man. 
uh, he was an honorable man and he was not greedy. Uh, he, you know, he, it was very important to him to do the right thing. He was a bit of a boy scout, really. I mean, it, I don't know too many people like my father, uh, who's now passed, but, uh, he was a bit of a boy scout and it, you know, he, he would typically always do the right thing, even if it meant him not gaining, uh, or him losing out on something. But I just believe that myself. And I think that when it comes to business, business ethics, I think you should run your business along the same code that you live your life. Um, and, and frankly, <clears throat> that's a pretty good indicator. If I do business with somebody, and uh, the, the business dealings I have with them are a little, uh, you know, I'm not too sure about or, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about the way they handle it. But I, I know where that's coming from, and that's from their personal code. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest um, problems in an industry full of alpha males and females <laughs> is, uh, unfortunately, greed can be something that exists. And if you let greed dictate how what decisions you're going to make and how you're going to do business you're going to end up uh doing the wrong thing for the wrong reasons and this is a small this is a you know a, a tight industry i mean i i've known some of these guys for 20 years and we all talk and if there's somebody that is always looking out for themselves and not looking out for the mission and what's the right thing to do um then you know, they're going to get a bad name and and you know, just by the nature of, of us as protective people, um, our job is to essentially, uh, and it goes back thousands of years, really, uh, our job is to, to serve our protectee, our principal. Mm -hmm. And how can you truly be good at that if you're not putting them and the mission and what's right first? You're thinking about the money. You're thinking mm -hmm. about getting ahead. You're thinking about outdoing someone else. Yeah. If you're truly putting the mission and the principle first, um, there, there's it's it's black and white. There's really no gray. You're yeah. either going to do it ethically and honorably, or you're not. And if you're mm -hmm. not, then you are not good at what you do. Yeah, I I'd have to agree with you, man. I um I would have to agree with you because well, a few things I've seen. I've definitely learned that the relationship is worth so much more than the money. You know, I feel like when doing business, you know, anytime there's been any gray area with regards to, you know, well, whose money is that? Or how are we going to separate this? I've always kind of chosen to take kind of the, the lower road or the lesser in order to fortify the relationship. And having that equity in the relationship I've found has paid off time and time again in the long run. Um, and that that's taken me really far. And then with regards to just, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, accounts and I've seen clients where, or contracts where individuals are cutting corners and shaving, you know, little pieces of things off here and there. Um, but when you're talking about protection specifically, it really makes a lot of sense that if you're not protecting your client in the backfield, you know, you're not really doing your job, you know, and then when push comes to shove, where are you going to be at? That's correct. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, and, and you hear a lot of stuff in the industry about, you know, people kind of like lowballing each other and underselling it and going after each other's clients. Um, which is one of the main things, reasons I wanted to talk about this is because, you know, I've been hearing these stories for, for a long time. Um, and I think something you echoed was it's a small industry, you know? <coughs> yeah, it is. And, and, and let me, if, if I may just throw out a Absolutely. couple of examples to illustrate um, what I'm talking about. Back probably about 2005, um, the pr a perfect illustration is, I was um, backfilling another company's uh, detail down in um, the Gulf after Hurricane Katrina. And there was a large group of, well, we had multiple contracts, but there was a, a, a hotel chain, a very large hotel chain that had hired uh, this other company to put agents in the hotels, in the, in the 
the battered areas or outside the battered areas where everyone was starting to congregate so they could stay because things were getting a little crazy. And uh, like I said, I, I backfill a lot of uh, larger details because of my network is, is pretty, pretty big. And so I took a crew of my guys down and we were securing this hotel and several other locations. And one of the other contractors that was retained by this larger company to, to fill the detail at another hotel, he ended up uh, trying to backdoor his and my client and go directly to the hotel chain and say, Hey, I can do this cheaper. Um, You know, that is basically the kiss of death in this industry. It really is. And I, I found out he did that. Um, And I, I still know that guy to this day. And as far Mm -hmm. as he's concerned, um, I'm, I'm an associate that uh, he can rely on, Mm -hmm. but I will never, ever under any circumstances retain him for anything because yeah. I know what the guy's made of. And yeah, exactly. I've seen it so many times before. One thing that I have always said, and it has hurt me financially in the short run, mm-hmm. but in the long run it's been very beneficial. With some of these companies, the bigger companies, AS, Pinkerton, uh, back in the day, Steel, Enders International, when we would backfill some of their larger uh, details that they couldn't do. Mm-hmm. I would always, I would tell them when they were talking to me, I, I will be flying your flag and my guys will be flying your flag. No one's going to know right. my company exists. We're going to be working for your company. 100%. And so many times I would be approached for additional work by that client, not mm-hmm. specifically for that, but for something else. They're like, hey, you guys are doing a great job. We could use you over here. And I would simply say, you know, that would be great, and I'd love to do this for you. However, right now we're contracted to XYZ company, Mm -hmm. so I really need to refer you over to them. And if you like the job we do, just ask them to use us. Mm -hmm. Now, that has has earned so much um, respect or or loyalty that I may have – given up a little money in the short end, but the mm-hmm. companies I've worked for that I've, that I've contracted to would continuously use this over and over and over again because I've hired guys before that tried to backdoor me. And right. I know that is, a, that is a worry for many of us. 100%. And so the companies that, that get the work, if they know you're flying their flag and they're, you're not going to backdoor them, they will send you as much work as they can. So you make money mm-hmm. on that. It's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. It's like a different type of equity that you, that you gain, you know, and it's like, do you want your, I mean, you can have your money now or you can have respect and you can have honor and you can have a relationship that's going to pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's long money over the long run. I've seen that to be true uh, time and time again. And just because of the, the work we do, you're kind of put in a situation where trust is somewhat necessary, you know, because I always tell my buddies, you know, like you're, you're going to be with the company who hired you's client, you know, and the way I approach it is just pretend like you're out with your buddy's wife, (laughs) you know, like be respectful, color inside the lines, you know, you're working the client, but it's not your client, you know, and if you can maintain a professional relationship and not cross any of the lines, you survive in this game. You know, you make a short term move for something stupid. Even if you get it in the short term, it's the kiss of death. That's true. And and I'll tell you reputation. I mean, reputation goes back hundreds of years to the Vikings, to the Saxons, you know, you know, a warrior made everybody, the silver he got and the reputation he had was everything. Mm-hmm. And if you have a good reputation in this industry, people are going to rely on you. They're going to know they can trust you. Uh, you'll you'll get more work and you'll get more respect. And respect is huge. And if if you can get respect by the majority of a bunch of alpha males, uh, I would say you're doing pretty good because there's there's a lot of little bit of backbiting and stuff that can go on in this industry. Absolutely. Um, but the pros, the guys that you know, the the, the true blue pros, the studs, mm-hmm. they don't, they're not doing that. They're not. They're not, uh, they're not trying to one-up anybody. You know, I, along these lines, I remember one thing. When I went to Executive Protection Institute in uh, mm-hmm. Winchester, Virginia in 2003, I'd already been doing this for years, but I decided to go to a formal EP school. Yeah. And the first thing that Dr. Cobitz said 
uh, to us, to our class 55, was you better have left your ego at the door because there's no place for a successful EP agent in this industry who's got an ego. And that is true. (laughs) Your ego will get you in trouble so many times, including uh, losing respect and and, and sacrificing um, your your ethics. And it's just like the biggest blinding element in the game. You know, like uh, one of the things that I, I see a lot with guys that are newer to the game coming on to details is, you know, it's kind of seductive to have an important person like you and to like have them kind of depend on you to be their guy, you know? And I find that like new guys in this game, like they really strive for that. And, um, it can be quite an ego boost, you know? And one of the principles I try to teach guys is like, Hey, your strength is in the team. You know, um, your strength is, uh, basically leverage the best if you can make the team stronger because you might be the flavor of the month this month. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good way to put it, you know, uh, some clients are used to getting new things, you know, I don't know how to say it to you, but one day they're probably going to ask, yo, how's Jeff really doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like they'll ask, you know, like, you know, and, and you're going to make a mistake. You're going to make a mistake. Your whole job's going to flash before your eyes. And what's going to save you is the men next to you on your left and right. They're going to be the guys, you know, and, um, Spoken that, like a true Marine. <laughs> you know what? That, that, that is really it. That's what it is. It's coming back. It's coming back. But yeah, man. And I, I find this moment in the guys kind of the trajectory of him coming on the team where the, I give them the talk. It's like training day. They get in the chase. I give them the talk, you know, and then, uh, then it starts happening, you know, and they're like the man and, you know, they're next to the client and everything. And I, and I tell them like, Hey, you know, you know, don't, don't, don't get too close. Essentially (coughs) don't turn from, you know, don't turn into a buddy guard. And this is the moment when either they're going to remember that I love them and I'm there to help them do good or their ego is going to kick in and they're going to think, Oh, he's trying to steal my shine. And then inevitably they always fall on their sword, you know, and it's tragic. Uh, that is a good point. And that is, that is definitely, I think the sign of an inexperienced and immature EP guy, because yeah. you, you can't, <clears throat> you can't be, you can't be the principal's boy. You, you've right. got to keep a safe distance. Exactly. And even though you've got to be friendly, you've always got to keep it professional because how many times we've heard of guys uh, you know, sleeping with their protectee or, you know, whatever. And you just cannot do it because it may feel right at the time, but that self-control will <laughs> help your career last much, much longer. <laughs> exactly. Without the black eyes and everything else. Yeah. No. And, and really it does. It comes back to ego. That's what blinds you, you know, and that's what makes it so you can't hear anyone who's trying to help you. And you know, the guys that have already been there that are saying, Hey man, this is like kind of what always happens, you know, and you think that you're just the special one. And that's another complex, you know, it kind of gets into the whole social dynamics thing where it's like, everyone wants to think they're special, you know? <laughs> you know? And if you listen to your ego, you're going to start thinking, well, two things happen. I've seen guys think everything's about them, you know? So clients having a bad day, they get in the car, they don't want to talk. They're like, oh my gosh, what'd I do? What's going on? Oh my goodness. You know, or the client's like, hey, how come, you know, this isn't done right? Boom, 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 boom. And they're hard on the guys, you know? And the guys are like, oh my gosh, they, they hate me now. I'm going to die. <laughs> and I'm like, no, listen, man, not everything's about you all the time. You know, you got to kill pull the ego back and maybe he or she has just got a lot on their plate. Maybe it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and you know, another thing Byron is, uh, guys that get into the, a lot of guys get into this industry for the wrong reason. They think it's glamorous. They see television and so forth and they want to be badasses mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, what they don't realize, and it is a hard pill to swallow is you're a servant. You, you are there to serve. <laughs> You are not the man. You are there right. to carry the luggage yep. to Starbucks to do whatever it takes to create a safe environment while still facilitating all of his needs. And that's how you keep that gig. And of course, yep. that's a fine line too. And it's very easy to, to forget why you're there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so running errands more than protecting your your principal, then you're you know you're not protecting them. Doing the job you're hired to. So the, it's right. a definite balancing act. And newer guys, younger guys, I, I wish there was more emphasis on ethics yeah. in the, the EP schools. Um, it, of course, you know what? Honestly, business and ethics is not something usually taught very much or enough of in just about any industry. Yeah. Uh, and it all comes down to doing the right thing at the right time and mm-hmm. avoiding doing the wrong thing. And it needs to be part of it. And you know, I, you and I earlier in our conversation, I talked about business. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taught business and ethics uh, in EP, uh, in investigations and so forth. And guys, you know, individuals that are out there, um, you know, working for different companies as employees, which is a great way to, to make a living. You take, take a detail from this guy, you take a detail. Yep. That's the majority of my staff is our guys. Like that. Pager, man. Um, you, you have to market your, you are your business. Mm-hmm. Your business is you. So the way you dress, the way you talk, the way you act is your storefront and how you're decorated and, and how things are set up. 100%. And the way you market yourself to get more business is something that a lot of guys don't, um, they don't get right away. And right. I've always said, in fact, this, this, one of the founders of the California Association of Licensed Investigators, um, Jack Reed, told me one time after I spoke in Newport Beach probably 15 years ago on starting a, a PI business, he said, um, you can be uh, the best technician in the world mm-hmm. and a so-so businessman, but it's better to be a so-so technician and a good businessman because that way you will be successful and you'll stay in business. Wow. And that's true. And that's how good. many guys that were great at what they did failed because they didn't know business. Yeah. And when you're, you're, when you are the business and you market yourself that way, that's yeah. how guys like me and other companies that hire guys like that yeah. are going to perceive you. That's and it's, it's very important to remember that. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Like for me, um, like I'm not the biggest, the baddest, the best, any of this stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just a guy that like kind of, man, it's like, it's like, I, I, I hate using the, uh, the term, but I keep hearing it in the industry when a guy, when someone's talking to me about another guy, it is like, Hey, he's a good dude. He's a good guy. This guy's a good guy. And it's like this, this buzzword. Like when I'm talking to my buddy, like, Hey, can we use this guy? What do you think? And we, we go through a few different things and then they say something like he's a solid guy. Like he's a good dude. And this is like the ultimate, it's like done. Yep. Put the guy in, (laughs) you know? Well, that's, that's, you know, somebody, uh, you know, basically a testimonial that's saying I vouch for him. And that's a big deal. If you trust somebody and they say, I vouch for this person by saying he's a solid dude. And I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) And I love to hear that because then I know we're good and I don't have to keep looking. Right. That's very important. Um, Mm -hmm. and and let me touch on the opposite, the flip side of that while we're on the topic. So, you know, we were at the, uh, the EP conference, what, three weeks ago in Vegas, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And uh, a, a guy that has been in the bodyguard, the celebrity, this, the knuckle dragger industry, for <laughs> yeah, who, yeah. who is trying to cross over. He's a good guy. He's mm-hmm. got a good reputation. He's good at what he does, but he wants to cross over into the corporate world. Okay. And um, he uh, and I just met him, and we're having a great conversation. And somebody's name came up, mm-hmm. and he immediately started started bad mouthing that guy. Uh. And I said, let me, let me, I stopped him. Help you. (laughs) You don't know me from Adam, but I've been doing this 34 years. So I'm going to give you a little advice. You're trying to break into this. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, if somebody's talking to you and they mention somebody and you don't like them, if you're not real, real tight with that person, if you don't like them, you just go, oh yeah, I know him. Mm -hmm. If they start bad mouthing him, you say, oh really? Okay. Because if you are a, um, I, can I cuss on this? Yeah, you can do whatever you want, man. <laughs> right. if, if, if you're a shit talker, you're going to yeah. be known as a shit talker. And everybody's going to be wondering what shit you're talking about them behind their, your back. 100%. So, and now, now, if it's you and I talking, we know each other. <coughs> and I'm saying, I say, look, hey, um, how about this kid, uh, Caleb Gilbert? What do you think about this guy? Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, man. Let me tell you about this guy because I worked a detail with him, blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. Now, that's one thing. 
Right. That's basically that's telling a review. you don't, don't use it. Now, the, the fact of the matter is, Caleb Gilbert is an absolute rock star. You know Caleb? Nah, yeah. not the top. Uh, Caleb, yeah. Caleb's a stud. Okay. Caleb's Solid. Great guy. Uh, he, he came into the industry um, years and years ago from Washington. I, oh. He stayed in a spare room of mine. He drove to L.A. every day. He was uh, he was Aussie's guy. He was okay. uh, Will Smith, Selma Hayek, all these, all these stars. Yeah, and, uh, the dude will work forty eight hours straight, never complain, and awesome. that's a big thing. Those are hey, that that's it is a big thing. I think Christian West said, you know, I wish everyone worked at least once on tour before coming into the corporate game, yes. so they'd have some perspective yes. on what hard work really is. In this yeah, absolutely correct, absolutely. and that is one hundred percent true. But anyways, it's, go ahead. It is one hundred percent true. <laughs> but, but if you're new to the business or you're seasoned, you know the guys. Right. The guy, the guys that are solid, they're not going to sit there and talk a bunch of shit about everybody. Mm-mm. They're just going to go, oh, okay, yeah, I know that guy. Mm. You know, if they ask for your opinion, uh, I mean, I'm not sure I'd want to work with them, but you don't get into details and start bad right. the guy. Exactly. Um, you, you keep your mouth closed. Um, mm-hmm. But I am very quick, obviously, to say that dude's solid. I really like him. He'll bust right. us, whatever. Mm-hmm. And. and uh, I- you know, that's something you, something you want to be careful because you kind of hurt your credibility if you start talking shit about people. Exactly. No, 100%. One of my methods and like one of the principles I, I have is just do no harm. You know, it sounds so hokey, but really like I feel like people that don't have the right character, they get found out like lies have short lifespans and eventually they get found out and if we're close and you ask me, Hey, what do you think about X? So-and-so I'm going to be like straight up and I'll tell you things that I am not afraid to repeat in front of them. That's That's, kind of how I roll. Like that is very important. (laughs) Exactly. Like I'll be like, Hey bro, you, if if I get confronted or whatever, I'm like, you were on the detail, you know, you did it. This is my man asking me for a credible review. And this is what I saw, (laughs) you know, that's a good, you know, that's a good way to put it in a good rule of thumb. Um, if you're not willing to say it to his face, don't say it at all. And it's hard exactly. and it is what it is, but you're not, right. you're, not you're not backbiting. Exactly. And you know, it's so funny. Like we just basically we're back in like Sunday school, <laughs> you know, like the principles, you know, we have to remind ourselves what we've been previously taught, man. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's true. It, it is funny, man. So with regards to, you mentioned like good business, like being a good technician and then being, you know, good at business. And I find it really intriguing because, you know, like I've, I've, I've realized that I'm good at what I do, you know, but I'm not the best by any means at this stuff, you know? And I'm like, kind of like, you know, I'm like two, two forty five, ten, eleven with my church shoes on. So I'm not even that, you know, I'm not really that much of a big dude, but the business aspect of it and the marketing aspect of it, and I think being able to, you know, give a good work product has really lend, lended me whatever success I've had because now that I'm staffing things and I'm dealing with people, <laughs> I'm realizing that the things my dad beat into me are like solid gold oh, <laughs> you yes. know, with regards to a work product, you know, like showing up 15 minutes in advance, you know, leaving, leaving early enough so that if Murphy does decide to get a baseball bat out on the freeway, you still get to work on time, you yep. know, yep. <laughs> letting your yes be yes, your no be no, respect, honor, these things. Here's a, here's a pearl of wisdom for any of the new guys uh, yeah. that, might, that might listen to this. I was told this years ago on a detail, and I've repeated it a thousand times. 15 minutes early is on time. On right. time is late, and 15, 15 minutes late is unacceptable. Absolutely. And I live by it. I love it. I think that's the perfect way to put it. You get there early, you do your job. When I run larger, and I don't do a lot of EP myself anymore, unless it's, Mm -hmm. there's a couple of clients I have when they come into town, unless it's a larger detail, like a strike or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I talk to my crews, I brief them, I say, look, you're here to do a job. You're, you're being paid to do a job. You do that job a hundred percent. You don't complain. You don't talk about anybody else. You focus on what you're here to do, and then you go home. And if you mm-hmm. do that, you're going to get your paycheck, and you're going to get used again later down the road because exactly. you're here and you did the job. There's just no room for bitching and whining and moaning. And, and no, you no, know, it's funny. Now I am very pro law enforcement. Okay, mm-hmm. my dad was yeah. a cop after after the military, 
Uh, a lot of my buddies are cops, so I am by no means bad mouthing cops. However, <laughs> a lot of a lot of guys come into the business after law enforcement, mm-hmm. and you know they really need to be reprogrammed because one, they don't yeah. have a badge anymore, right? And two, they they don't have the protection of this uh, union and Brother, all of yeah. these little you know uh, department things that are make it so comfortable. So right. This, um, sense of um you know that something's owed to them yeah <laughs> you dodged the word you dodged yeah, it real well yeah i did um it's just uh it doesn't really work to be a, like an a player ep guy and right. it, it's not their fault it's what they're used to it's their programming it works mm-hmm. in that environment but if they want to truly be successful in the private executive protection environment that is not the mindset to have Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I will overly scrutinize uh, when guys want to work for me. I will overly mm-hmm. scrutinize them to make sure they don't have that sense of entitlement because right. it just doesn't work. And yeah. uh, usually, if they've had some form of a formal EP training, then I feel a lot better because they were already taught. Hey, you're not. Not only are you not better than anyone else. A lot of the times, you're going to have to act less than other people exactly. to truly get the job done. Yep. And it's, it's so true because it requires humility because like really your leverage to getting things and getting things done. If you're good at this job is rapport, (laughs) you know, you walk into a hotel, you walk into an FBO and you've got to gain rapport instantly and you really only do it by showing respect. Uh, and it takes humility, you know, and, and that's the game. (laughs) You know, that's another good lesson <clears throat> for the younger guys that are just coming into this. Um, if, if you don't know how to be a charmer, yeah, um, learn to be. Because it is amazing what you can get people to do for you that they probably shouldn't even do. You can do. <laughs> yeah. But it helps you. It helps your principal. It facilitates, mm-hmm. and you look like a rock star because you just yeah. make magic happen. The clients go on, "Holy shit! How did you get that done?" Exactly. Uh, you know, I talked to the guy. I got rid of- <laughs> That's exactly right. And so you're, it's so true because, and then it's it's literally like, and it's stuff that you know you get that stuff done that way, and it it really is a badge of honor. And really, all it is is you were wise enough and effective enough to get in there gain rapport with the house or whoever it was for them to roll out the red carpet, you know, and you, I mean, you do have some advantages. Sometimes if you're dealing with a house, some of those guys want to show out good out of respect for their house. Maybe they want to try and get on your detail, whatever it is, you have some tools, but your tools are all social dynamics. You know, there's no, there's, there's no, you know, really high ground anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, the, my the, the way I think about that is you just make everyone an ally and then mm-hmm. imagine how, how powerful and strong your army is. If everyone's willing, exactly. if they respect you, and, and going back to what you said about money, um, <coughs> money gets spent very quickly. Relationships can last a lifetime. That's the truth. And oh. I'll tell you what, it, it, who you know and how you're respected will get you very, very far in this 100%. industry. So, yeah. Like I said, make an ally out of everybody, and pretty soon you've got an army of people willing to do something for you that just makes your job that much easier and you more effective. And your career. I mean, like I say kind of the same thing. A rising tide lifts all ships, you know, at sea. And uh, something I've learned, you know, if you have a – well, that whole your network is your net worth thing, I've seen it come into play on multiple occasions, man, you know, and – you know, if you burn a hundred bridges around you and you do have one client, you are married to that client. You are in bed with that client and come hell or high water. That's your meal ticket, you know? Um, and kind of part of the game in this, in this industry is also making sure you have a reputation that gives you options and making sure you have a network that gives you options you know, because people are unpredictable and situations change and Murphy's still got a baseball bat and he's out there somewhere, you know, and, and, uh, these ethics, these ethical considerations we're talking about are literally what will feed you on a rainy day when the money runs out with oh, working on. 100%. You know, that reminds me of something I saw recently on the 
um, is it the is it Facebook page or LinkedIn page? Uh, the Facebook page, Executive Protection Lifestyle. Yeah, the group. I think mm-hmm. it was I think it was EP Lifestyle. I'm a member of several of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy uh, put out maybe the, maybe you'll know this guy put out a, a message, basically a post saying, "I've got I'm in a little bit of a, a problem here. This is what's going on. Mm-hmm. My client, I you know the the male client is this powerful corporate executive." His wife also works for the company. She's a, she's a C-suite person. And in public, everything's great, but the client likes to tie one on, and then he becomes verbally abusive to the wife okay. in my presence. Uh-huh. And he asked for advice on what to do. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I, one, I, I admire the guy for putting it out there. I, 100%. I, he, he gave a, a lot of information that I, I got a little bit uneasy about because if anybody knows him, now they know who his client is and they know the situation. However, right. he was humble enough to put it out there and ask for advice. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of the younger guys um, that don't know what to do, sometimes you got to make some real hard decisions. Sometimes you got to yeah. fire clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, but knowing where your place is, is vitally, vitally important because yeah. if you overstep, you can cut your throat in yes. with that detail and lose the detail. Oh, you can lose respect of your client. Um, but also you might be putting your nose in somewhere where it doesn't belong. Now I, right. I didn't judge the guy. Uh, I thought it was awesome. I did remark about a couple of the other comments that were made by guys that, yeah. You know, there's always Monday morning quarterbacks and there's always experts that jump on and say, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Those are the first guys I forget From their about. mom's basement with their hair, with, with their chin beard and their big gulp and all this stuff. Right, right, right. God bless. <laughs> that says, I know the exact way to do something uh, is the last guy I'm going to believe that knows what to do. Exactly. But, you know... Along those lines, you know, if you're if you're riding in a limo with your with your client and they start mm-hmm. doing lines on the mirror, mm-hmm. um, you know, what do you do? Where do you draw the line? That's that's right. an important thing for some of the up and comers to realize or to know that they may have to make a moral decision sometime. Yeah, maybe telling the client, you know, this is I'm not comfortable with this, or mm-hmm. it may just keep, be keeping their mouth shut. That's a personal mm-hmm. decision no, that they have to deal with. But it's important mm-hmm. that they know that that, that stuff's going to happen. Yep. And, you know, there's three reasons that we protect. One from outside uh, threats like people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from, uh, you know, medical issues. If there's a medical issue, we immediately uh, either protect them or we get them to safety. Right. And the third one and the hardest one is sometimes we have to protect people from themselves. Mm-hmm. And knowing when to do that, it's a like I said, it's a balancing act, and, and mm-hmm. um, it takes some experience, I, I think, to really know how you're supposed to handle a situation like that. And sometimes it's a personal decision. Absolutely. So those are things that some of the younger guys are going to have to deal with. And yeah. it would be best if they if they kind of had an idea of how to deal with it before it happens, so they yeah. don't choke when it does happen and make the wrong decision. Absolutely. 100%. Because the reality is, and that's what, I mean, that's really a lot of what this podcast is, is giving guys a real world glimpse, you know, of, 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 of what it is we do, what, what it is we deal with, you know, so that they can manage those expectations, right. And avoid a lot of the pitfalls that we all struggle with. You know, I, my first year I was going through all these changes, like why, you know, uh, it can't be like this. It can't be like, no, it's like this. Get the bags, go get some coffee, get back here in five minutes. We're about to, you know, you know, we're about to go. But um, with those ethical considerations, yo, I mean, you, there are so many considerations, you know, there's your personal compass. Uh, there's all the different pieces on the board. Don't make the mistake of thinking that if something goes down, uh, they're going to vouch for you while you're driving the car and X, Y, Z is happening. Don't make the mistake of thinking your, your boy is going to post bail. You know, uh, there's just so many case studies out there, you know, um, you're almost kind of there to be somewhat expendable. <laughs> you know, these it's considerations. The, it's look, it's the nature of, of what we're there for, you know? Right. And you, if you compare yourself, like I said, you go back <clears throat> hundreds of years. Mm-hmm the knights, the guards, you know, the ones, when I first started, when I first branded my security company, I separated the, the licenses and the brands and it was uh, national business investigations is the parent company that my father started in 1967 in Southern California. Mm-hmm. 
in 2003, I, I, I separated it and had a, a, a division that was strictly security so I could market it as security without being national business investigations. Oh, okay. The name I created or that I came up with was Minders Protective Services. And Minders, a minder is a European term for a bodyguard. Okay. And uh, in, in doing that, I researched the definition of that term. And it mm-hmm. essentially says one who is uh, committed solely to the protection of another Mm-hmm. And that's their whole job, and that's their only concern, not themselves, but protecting their protectee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with that mindset, if you're really truly doing that, it can be tricky as to the things you're going to yeah. deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to make a decision, <coughs> excuse me, am I now protecting my, my client, uh, or, am I put, or is that my client putting me in a position where um, now my ethics and my morals are being uh, strained and right. now what do I do? Right. And it's a relationship. You know, I, like one of the things I tell my guys is what it takes to get your girl, it takes to keep her, you know? And so as you both navigate that relationship, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta figure out where your boundaries are, you know, cause it can go all over the place, you know, and you can wake up somewhere you don't want to wake up real That's easy, true. you know? And also, kind of another way to keep yourself in the clear with things like this is vetting your clients, you know, like there are certain client demographics that are like at the back of my list to work, (laughs) you know, like, Oh yeah. Deal with those, those segments of the industry is like, I got to be on some hard times. Yeah. But when you get into the industry, any industry where like private investigations as well, when you first start out, when you first get licensed, you, you got to take everything. You, you got to take everything. You can. Yep. 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 Um, and I'll tell you, that's where some of the hardest lessons are learned because you're taking mm-hmm. stuff and you're finding out, Holy shit, this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. As, yeah. you, as yeah. you drive home at 10 AM and you're got to be back at 2 PM and you're like, what am and, I, I got to do this for a week. <laughs> you know, along those lines. Um, and I, by the way, I love the fact that it's called executive protection lifestyle because it Thank truly you. is a lifestyle. And if you're going to do this, if you, this is the career you choose, you have mm-hmm. to understand it is absolutely a lifestyle, oftentimes thankless, often, oftentimes tireless. Uh, They're and, putting up with you. <laughs> you know, you know and, and, and you're sometimes you're a nomad. I mean, you be, mm-hmm. you may be traveling half the year. You may be on, yeah. a, on a detail on a yacht for three months uh, in the Mediterranean Mm-hmm. Home life can really suffer from that. Yes, uh, and it, it's a decision you got to make. You know, if you're truly going to be that guy, somebody's guy. Mm-hmm. There's some things that are going to suffer, including your relationships. Uh, yeah. I definitely, those can really be strained, and that's something you have to decide. Because if you want to, of course, being in the military, if you're deployed, you know, three quarters of the year, you're not going to see your kids a lot. Right. Um, it's kind of the same in this industry. You can be out of the country or out of the state and traveling and not see your kids, not see your wife or husband. Uh, and, and that's, that can be really difficult. Speaking of the, the sex, the sex part about husband and wives. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you would probably agree. We need many, many more good qualified female agents in this industry. 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, and I'm looking for some to have on the show too. So, you know, yeah. you know what, one thing, uh, I think there's women that would be great in this industry. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that they would be qualified because they're not big, burly, you know, Russian power lifters, but that's mm-hmm. not the case. I mean, if you're taking care of the principal's wife or the children, yeah, really technique and, and thinking ahead and the planning and the situational yeah, awareness. A good EP person is focused on avoiding a problem, not getting, I mean, you got to know how to get out of a problem. Right. Our main focus should always be trying to avoid being, be getting into a problem. Exactly. Uh, so we have to then react. 100%. There are some people that are absolutely squared away, uh, mm-hmm. smart, two-step thinkers, lots of common sense, charming, can do everything they need to do that may not be burly, but they would make yes. phenomenal EP people. And right. I, I hope that we start to see more qualified 
um, females enter this this industry because they're needed. 100%. They are needed, and also uh, with regards to like advance work. Yo, sometimes I wish I was a woman doing advance work. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you walk up to the front desk of a hotel, you know, and people, you know, you just there are sexual there 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 are interpersonal dynamics that sure. do have to do with you know the masculine and feminine form. You know, and women can get stuff done, you know, when it comes to interpersonal relationships, if they know how to use their tools and I know how to use my tools, you know, um, uh, and then also on the covert side, uh, Oh yeah. With regards to some of the church accounts that I have, man, we got females and nobody's thinking their security, but we've got a nasty information network set up on campus, you know, between my volunteers and my paid guys, because a lot of them are little women or, you know, girls that you're not thinking are on the security team that are pushing information. Hey, there's some guy stealing a book right in front of me in the bookstore right now, (laughs) you know, and, uh, and we're able to react to things much more quickly, you know, Um, it's, yeah. I'm with you. Not to mention, there are some women uh, for these for RMBP. There's some women that I would, I would not uh, compete against <laughs> on the range because yeah. they would embarrass me. I mean, there's some gals that, depending on how uh, how much they practice, are better shots by far than many of the guys I know. So, you know, you can't certainly uh, judge a woman by her size uh, yeah. when it comes to this industry. And the gun is an, is the ultimate equalizer. It really is. And uh, we have one of those two with one of the groups I shoot with. And when she shows up, yo, when we, we you know, you do the Thunderdome, we do a thing called Thunderdome at the end where, you know, it's uh, like, you know, three tar- targets in front. We have to engage each target, but it's a race essentially. So we race each other. And when she shows up, you just got to be on your game because she will beat you. She will yeah. beat you. <laughs> and you'll have to think about it. And you, you'll be in your room doing underwear hours, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. and getting your practice in before the next range day. Uh, so it doesn't happen again because she'll beat you. Uh, yeah, man. No, I, I agree. You said something back there I wanted to touch on when you were talking about, um, well, I mean, you know, the strain that this puts on relationships. Um, it's huge. Um, and you're not just going to be like, like for me, I was deployed, I was in Iraq. Like you're going to be in environments a lot of times that are like, like when I was in Iraq, I was in the desert when I was traveling around the world with my clients, I was in the lap of luxury rolling around, you know, in palaces on the best hotels, you know, getting access to things, you know, women, everything all around me all the time. It's a 100% different dynamic, you know, so you gotta really, you really do need to consider what you're getting yourself into, you know, so you don't get blinded by, and then also, you know, you need to have the ethics and you need to have the, uh, the character to be able to survive those things. There can be a lot of freedom, (laughs) a lot of opportunity to do things that you didn't do. Right. And you know, whether you do it or not, that's a personal decision, but it's a decision you want to consider. Yeah, 100%. Because, yeah, you might be traveling with such and such celebrity, but they got the dancers and everything out there. <laughs> you know, there's all these different things, man. And you got to pay attention. Um, so, yeah. And then also with regards to what you're saying, I honestly do believe it's a lifestyle, man. Guys, it, I've seen come into this game. You have to reprogram just the way you think, the way you approach everything. You know, going from, I always call it like warlord to guardian, you know, like yeah, we're in Iraq and we have life and death in our hands. And we're like, you know, Lord of the flies, like crazy little kids running around taking over countries, really, you know, (laughs) taking over cities, you know, and then you get here and you got to deal with all the things that we've mentioned and learn how to be a guardian and learn how to be a servant. Uh, It's a, it's a big, it's a big leap. And like law enforcement, that can be a hard transition coming out of military, you know, high speed, low drag ninja killer. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That that take that would take some reprogramming as well, and uh, I would imagine it, it's it's not easy uh, because yeah. here you are ready, you know, you're watching over your shoulder at all times, which is a great thing to know how to do, but it's pretty unnecessary in most corporate situations and even mm-hmm. and even you know celebrity situations, mm-hmm. uh, and that aggressiveness and that uh, that uh, you yeah. know quick being quick to uh, be confrontational. Right, not conducive sometimes to the corporate EP world. So that's mm-hmm. got to, that's another hard one too. So you really got to kind of retrain yourself. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. I've seen guys fall because of that. Because in the military, it's default aggressive, fire superiority, overwhelming. You know, reaction. Sure. This is how we want to roll. Here, it's almost like default respectful. <laughs> you know, like someone does something. If it's not an overt physical threat, my response is to become inquisitive and begin de-escalating. Yeah. Which generally, for me, begins with showing the person some respect and understanding them. And, and oh yeah taking the bottom out of what they're angry about. Yeah. De-escalation skills should be a de-escalation 101 should be <laughs> every EP training because I'll tell you what, some of these celebrity bodyguards <coughs> yeah. right to knocking someone on their ass and then getting their client sued is not good for business. You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's a whole nother. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother deal. And with cameras nowadays, we have the luxury I'm watching a lot of these things happen on the on my um, on my Instagram, man. I mean, we get we get the after action. We get to see all the videos and stuff, and you know, we have the luxury of uh, of watching those videos. And I appreciate it because you can kind of run through the program. You can run through it in your mind. You know, when I was in Iraq, one of the things I tell my guys is, "Hey, run through what's going to happen and what you're going to do before you do it." Um, so that you at least have some bars of software in your mind that you can fall back on once you flood and this thing kicks off. And sure enough, man, they came to me after we made contact. And they're like, hey, you know, Corporal, I, I did what you said and I, and I knew what to do and I did what I planned. And I was like, good on you, bro. And here we are. You know, Byron, <coughs> I know we're not there yet, but we're getting um, there. <laughs> something I absolutely teach in my active shooter survival class. So yeah. I love that you just said that. And a lot of people don't have an imagination and don't think about situations right. prior to them happening. And so they are, they're caught off guard and completely unprepared. So yeah. I, I agree with you 100%. I call it being proactively reactionary, which okay. is kind of a contradiction in terms. But the fact is you are proactively ready to react because you've already put yourself through that in your mind's eye in that scenario. 100%. And I, I, yeah, I live by it and, and it got me through all those different situations. And I thought I saw a, um, I thought I saw a, well, before we get into that, I'll, one last question for you on ethics. If you were going to say there were three primary considerations for a guy coming into the private security industry with regards to ethics, do's and don'ts what would you say three things that you should, Hey, ethically, these are things you probably may have to make your own decision on, but considerations. Uh, boy, that's, that's a, a compl question. that's a complicated question. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, okay. Okay. you know, I, I could, I could give sentence, sentence answers. Or I could give short answers. If I was to give short answers, <clears throat> I would say, uh, remember while you're there, mm. uh, Keep your mouth shut unless you need to say something and it's worth someone listening to. Mm -hmm. And uh, don't sacrifice your own integrity for anything. Yeah, that's good gouge right there. That's good stuff. Yo, listen to that. Remember why you're there? Keep your mouth. Remember why you're there? Because that's going to be challenged. Why you're there is going to be, in fact, I'd so go so far as to say why you're there is going to be found out. You might think you're there for whatever reason, but when, when, when the king's table comes out in front of you and all the accoutrements are there and, you know, there's the popularity and then you do something, maybe you snap a selfie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever stupid thing you do, that's when everyone's going to know why you're really there. And that's when, you know, the flip, the script will flip on you or You'll be solid because you were there yeah. for the right reasons. You gotta, you gotta remember the mission, man. You're, you're there yeah. to protect somebody for those three things I said. Yeah. From, from an outside threat, from a medical threat, and from themselves, and yeah. and uh, and that's that's your primary focus. And if you end up being an errand boy instead of a protectee, it's time to remind them. Hey, just so you know, um, you're not protected, and now you're paying for your. I'm a high-priced errand boy, so yeah. It, you know, I, I'm happy to get shit for you, but yeah. you're leaving yourself vulnerable. And frankly, I'm a little uncomfortable with it because my job is to make sure that you're safe. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys are afraid to be honest with their clients like that, but I think their clients would respect them more if they were, if they're honest with them like that um, more often in the right settings, which 
kind of leads right into the second thing you said, which was say less, <laughs> essentially, um, because I have seen a lot of good guys fall on their swords because they get too close with the client. Their share, ne- my dad, my father says the same thing. He says, never take, never say anything you can't take back, you know, uh, and you, ring a bell. <laughs> you know, and so maybe this month, you know, your political party's cool, you know what I'm saying? But maybe they change their minds later or maybe this month they're into whatever it is and you guys were just hanging out talking and maybe they change their mind, but they know you still like the other thing. You know, like, don't give them anything you can't take back, you know. Um, Don't give anyone. Even, don't give, don't say anything that you don't want yelled from the rooftops, really. That's a fact. Even your your partners. There's enough backbiters in this industry. If you say something, you could bet on somebody wanting to put you down uh, or take you down by repeating it. So you just don't, you just don't do it. Don't engage in that shit, you know. Yeah. You're better than that. 100%. And then what was the last one? The last one was? Uh, Well, it was, uh, remember the mission, keep your mouth shut. And never sacrifice your integrity. Never sacrifice your integrity. That's, I mean, that's just the truth. Like, cause it does catch up with you. 100%. Life's just too fair, man. And you'll see good people win for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would also probably add that, uh, no matter how much you think, you know, uh, there's still more to learn. And even if it's on the technology side, because that changes so frequently, uh, don't have, don't, don't think, you know, everything because things are always changing and I'll continuously go through more training when you can, you yeah. know, even if it's just firearms because shooting is a perishable skill and, mm-hmm. and uh, whatever, just always continue to better yourself. Yeah. The journey's like never over literally ever. Hey guys, thanks for listening in. And I hope you were enjoying the podcast. What you're listening to is episode one of two in a series so you're gonna have to come back and tune in next week monday when i drop the other half of what i believe is an awesome interview so next week monday morning i drop them about 7 a.m uh east coast time there's gonna be a new inter- there, there will be another chapter in this podcast episode that i'm gonna drop thanks y'all and stay tuned for the next episode To support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month. $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use, put it towards a podcast and get involved in our our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.